Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Daddy McDougal. I'm joined as always by John, the brain Sheeran. He doesn't like that nickname. We should call him John Sinatra's Sheeran. He sounds so good these days with that fancy mic of his. And uh, yeah, John, I mean, I am still shaking from the Bengals win yesterday. I don't know about you. He's still hyped up. I am still. Like, I can up. tell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing good though. It's like I feel like once you know what you can be, there's like a level of expectation. You know, you got to yeah. be steady. You can't get too high, you can't get too low. Wow. I'm going to have to get used to this. What is it called again when you have the more points than the other team winning and winning. Then, oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm going to have to get used to that, John, especially against the Steelers. Like and beating them up and Tyler Boyd came out today and he said what do you say? They, they lay down and he said they're a bunch of sissies, I believe. I, I don't, I don't, it was a lot of very on PC terms. And he said it was as if we were playing against air. And I don't think the Steelers are ever going to retaliate. They don't have a chance ever again. So powerful Not that words. quarterback. No. That was crazy, John. You know that clip they showed of Roethlisberger falling over as he's trying to throw a three yard pass? I mean, that is like after Peyton Manning, maybe like even, I don't know. I've never seen a guy decline so quickly. You know? Well, it looked like I, he was battling air there, you know, he and was I fighting saw, it very hard. Yeah. And then I saw clips of Tom Brady. He's 44 years old and he threw 400 and something yards yesterday. And I'm like, wow, that is why, this is why nutrition matters. That's your example right there. If anybody's ever, doesn't matter what you eat. Well, look at Roethlisberger and Brady. That's my take. Well, literally, I mean, Brady's been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. So it's not a huge surprise that his lack of strawberry diet is keeping him spry for being 50 years old. Ben, on the, on the other hand, decided, you know what? I'm going to start trying this whole self-care thing at the ripe age of 38. And wouldn't you know it, you need a little bit more than three months to really prepare yourself for an NFL season at the age of 38. Yeah, I wish I learned that a little earlier. But, you know, John. Today, we have one of my favorite guests we've ever had on the show, the host of the Believe in Jaguars podcast. I'm talking about Mr. James Johnson. And he's going to break down this matchup for us. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. And I think the only reason me and you, we all discussed this beforehand, I think the reason why you, you feel like I'm one of the better people to be on the podcast is because, um, you know, let's face it, you know, the Jaguars are 
pretty comedic. So yeah. I think it's going to be a more funny episode than anything, right? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, looking at these franchises, I mean, well, I, I you know, if we had had this game, this podcast discussion a week earlier, we would have had all the jokes about the Bengals after that performance against the Bears. But I don't know. I'm, I, I, this is what they do. This is what they do. They play with your emotions like this. They get you up, you know, it's like right now I feel like they could beat anybody. But I feel like a Thursday night game against the Jaguars, a short week, this could be the, you know, this could be the, the, the week that brings us back down to earth. What do you think? What do you, what do you see? What's the key matchup here? Well, I mean, uh, you know, this is one I'll say the Jaguars had circled after the Texans game uh, because, for, let's face it, like a lot of people came into the season thinking that the Texans were what the worst team in football and we got humbled. And, I mean, you know, to our defense, the Texans did look better than expected against the other teams they played too. So, you know, it looks like like the whole landscape of the NFL might have just kind of overlooked them and kind of underestimated them. We'll see, I guess, down the road. But, um, yeah, man, like the matchup to watch is the two first-round picks, man. Yeah. Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence, man. I mean, yeah. we're waiting for Trevor Lawrence to have that perfect game in terms of or close to perfect game in terms of the regular season. He hasn't been able to put it all together uh, but at the same time, Jazz fans, for the most part, are excited about him. And, uh, I mean, he's just simply made some throws that we haven't seen there since Mark Brunel. So, I mean, like, while the season hasn't been all that great at the same time, like, you know, you got to watch Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you get to watch Trevor Lawrence throughout the process. Struggles and uh, struggles and non-struggles, you know? Yeah. Well, let us go to the next topic, which is, Courtney, Trevor Lawrence. And... Uh, you know, here's the thing about Trevor Lawrence. So he comes into the league, and he's the big shot, hot shot on campus, big guy on campus. He comes in, and it's as if, it, you know, I'm going to use the metaphor. It's like he came into a beautiful big home where there's like three different beds, and there's three bowls of soup. And he can choose from whichever one he wants. And he sees one of the beds is too big. One of the beds is too small. All of a sudden, one of the soup is too hot. One of the soup is too cold, Right? And this chair is too big, this chair is too small. And then all of a sudden, these three bears burst into the room. And he's like, wait a second, I wasn't ready for this. Do, do you, you do, do, is that what you feel about Trevor Lawrence? This is a long-winded Goldilocks joke. I don't know why it's been taking this long to develop. <laughs> oh, you're right. Well, I get them confused quite often, the Trevor Lawrence and Goldilocks. I try to keep them straight in my mind. But I mean, those are some beautiful locks. And really, I don't want him to, I don't want to feel that he has to trim them just because he's the NFL and people are going to pull his hair or make fun of him. But really, what, okay, what is going on with, let's say, the play calling and the development as far as that for, for Trevor Lawrence? Are you happy with what they're, how they're using him? Well, I'll say this with the locks. It's funny, Jacksonville went from Gardner Minshew and his hair to Trevor Lawrence, and they dealt with a little hair versus hair battle in training camp. So, you know, while the, the product on the field hasn't been all that good, at least we got that, right? And um, in terms of, yeah, yeah, in terms of, like, his, you know, what we've seen so far, I haven't been personally impressed with the play calling. Um, and this is coming from somebody who was high on Daryl Bevel, who was the offensive coordinator, uh, coming into this equation and the reason was because he worked with Russell Wilson uh, but the more and more I did my research and look back Daryl Bevel didn't use 
in the beginning stages, he didn't use Marshawn Lynch like people thought he should have used him uh, to help out, you know, whoever was the quarterback, you know, Russell Wilson and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but that being said, we're seeing that now. And we are seeing that where James Robinson, uh, I think in the first two weeks, he only had 16 total carries in the first two weeks. Then we get to this week, it gets a little better, 15 carries overall. We still want along the lines of 20 to help out Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but we know, like, if they don't hit that 20 carry mark in terms of uh, James Robinson's uh, load, they're not going to really do Trevor Lawrence any favors. And I think as a result, that's why we've seen a lot of picks and, and what have you. Um, but again, for every pick that he's thrown, pretty much there also has been a beautiful throw that, again, we haven't seen in Jacksonville. So it's like you kind of take the good with the bad. But I do think that they have to get the run game involved more because, I mean, you look at it, James Robinson was a guy last year uh, that his peers voted him into the top 100. He's player number 100 uh, on the you know, top 100 list by wow. NFL standards. So they respect him, obviously, in the NFL. Why is he not getting the ball enough? Hopefully yeah. that starts to change. And week by week, he has started to get more involved in the, the offensive scheming. But speaking of getting more involved, if you want to get more involved with the show, you can go to actually brings.com. And we have interactive polls and trivia. And I think, Courtney, we have giveaways. I think there is a, a car that you can win. Is that right, Courtney? You can win a Brinks no, car. don't oversell us here. Don't oversell us. Like no cars, lots no, of giveaways. Okay. No cars, but it's it's in 3D. I think that the show is in 3D on Brinks.com. Nobody can make and, you look that good. Thank you, but no, it's really great, and you can find actually a lot of different shows of Brinks. They have, I think they have what reruns of the Golden Girls, right, Courtney? And you have the Super Bowl will be on Brinks. I mean, there's so much stuff on Brinks TV. And uh, so please check out the app. No, really, there's a lot of other great podcasts, sports podcasts, funny podcasts, a lot of stuff on the Brinks app. And so you want to check it out. That That is Courtney's, uh, you know, she's the CEO and president of Brinks. So definitely check out her stuff. But also, James, I have exciting news for you. Did you know that our pod, like your pod, of course, well then, is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most, which I'm assuming they mean football because they didn't clarify. You'll be able to get in on the action with the playactionpools.com football pick M challenge, which is open to, that's right, everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, play, believe, football, pick M at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest produce games of the week between NFL and collage football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric shoes and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, B-L-E-A-V, football pick M. And if you plan on hosting your own football concert, go to playactionpools.com. They've got surveyor pick em, as well as a cool sportsbook style concept called uh, Buddy, your bankroll, playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And uh, yeah, so you can go there. And uh, yeah, that is that is all I wanted to share with you, James. Very important. Let's go back to the QBs, Courtney. Battle of the Nomura QBs. Okay. So here's the thing. Before Joe Burrow burst on the scene and the Bengals were really bad. Okay. I mean, maybe he was having a good season, but it wasn't clear he was who he was. 
a lot of people are like, oh, the Bengals are, are having their bad season at the wrong time. They're not going to end up with Trevor Lawrence. They're going to end up with, who was it, Tua maybe was the, was the uh, right, John? Was it Tua was the guy to, you know. And yeah, it was uh, first Tua and then, then another guy named Burrow kind of popped on the scene. Right. I, 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 I love that you are so happy about uh, Trevor Lawrence. And I do get what you're saying. I mean, when you have that kind of arm, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, you know, it's a, like a Marino-esque arm, right? I mean, the ease, the accuracy and the, the release. And it's just so natural to him, like Marino. Like, you know, I think like a Marino, he wasn't, he wasn't like a Burrow Marino. It wasn't like, oh, he's a student of the game. His dad is a coach. He does this. He just kind of just threw it and he could get it in there. And I think Trevor Lawrence has that kind of, really really generational arm so i'm really happy for you guys but i think for the Bengals because the Bengals have so many problems i know you probably think the jags have a lot of problems the Bengals have a lot more problems in terms of how the franchise you have look your your uh, overlord i forget what they're called in football the guy who who kind of runs the whole franchise he understands authority he understands sending a message he i mean he has a, a beautiful mustache which is, which is critical and i mean you guys you know he spends money you know, you have a lot going on for you in terms of franchise that we don't. And that is why I think that we have the right guys in the right situations, personally. You have the super talented guy. We have the winner, gritty kind of leader, coach on the field. And I haven't heard from John, so I'm going to get John's take and then James' take. Go ahead. Were, were you comparing yourself to Shad Khan there a little bit until you got up to the part where Shad actually spends money and you don't? Oh, that is a good point. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I need to talk to him. Yeah, okay. Well, you've been going on about this this comparison, yeah. this 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 dy- this dichotomy, if you will, between yeah. Burrow and Lawrence and how they fit in these situations. But man, like it, when you describe a rookie quarterback as Dan Marino, it's kind of hard not to be jealous, you know? Because for all yeah. the good that Burrow is, like he will never have that type of arm talent, and it, it's not necessary to yeah. win games or even Super Bowls, but. Man, it's fun watching Trevor Lawrence play, and I, I want to get James' response to this. But like, honestly, it, the the Jaguars could go zero and eight, zero and seventeen this season. But as long as Lawrence shows like he's capable of making these plays and, and keeping them at least competitive in some of these, like that's all that really kind of matters, though, right? Right, right. I would agree, but I think one thing that kind of got in the way was Urban Meyer's expectations, right? And that's another key to this variable. Is Urban Meyer is such a popular figure? and respected figure, I guess you could say, in the North Florida community because of his work with the Florida Gators, obviously, that, you know, it's it's a part of the fan base, a great part of the, fran- the fan base that, uh you know, they watched him there and they were their fans of the Gators as well. And they kind of bought into the whole aspect of, you know, Urban Meyer saying that, hey, I want to win right away. When, you know, people that do what we do, journalists, do, that, that probably wasn't going to be the case. You know, now I don't know if we thought we were going to lose to the Texans necessarily. That was a, a shocker to us all. But um, again, the Texans look better than everybody expected, not just us. Um, so, you know, that again, we've already talked on that. But that being said, you know, now I think it is coming into reality that, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what the product is going to be or the end result is going to be in terms of a score or, or excuse me, in terms of a record. As uh, long as, you know, Trevor Lawrence develops along the way, that's the mindset people have is that in the end, the the whole franchise will be all right if he looks good and so on and so forth. So that being said, 
uh, yeah, we're more so watching him this year. And then also, you know, you want to see what other pieces can come along with him. You know, you hope DJ Chart gets more involved uh, so he can get his deal next year. And you hope uh, that some other guys show up as well because, you know, you don't want it to be a, a rebuild process where you have to do too much next year. Uh, I, but I do think that, you know, it's more about what he does, how he develops, how Daryl Bevel and him uh, figure each other out. And then next year, you know, maybe you're looking at, what, five to seven wins, and then the year after that, if Urban Meyer sticks around this long, because we know he doesn't have a long track record with a lot of teams, if he sticks around for that third year, then maybe realistically uh, that'll be the time for the playoffs. But, again, it's early this season. Uh, maybe they make more progress than we think this season, uh, but it's kind of a time-will-tell thing. Well, I hope – I just hope they have the offensive line around him where – this is what happened to us, James, last year with our – precious, precious quarterback, he got hurt so badly, I learned a lot about anatomy. Like, I didn't know you had that many ligaments in the human body, and, you know, as many as Joe, Joe Burrow tore, you know, from, from getting hit. He tore, John, correct me if I'm wrong, 18 ligaments in his body, and, you, and he you, lost, yeah. I'm sorry, you, you claim to have learned a lot about anatomy, but you actually yeah. have learned less about anatomy than you actually okay. knew before. But, I mean, the point is, James, look, if, as long as he's upright, you get a high draft pick. Maybe you get a great weapon for him. You get, you know. So I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, who cares about this year? You know, let him, let him kind of, let him explore. Let him find his his identity in the NFL. You know, let him throw those interceptions. You know, like Peyton Manning, his first year, right? He just went out there and threw like 30 interceptions. He didn't care. You know, you got to figure out. You know. Okay. Right. 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 I agree. <laughs> um, with that, you know, and I think. You know, like you said, that that's a good example. It's a few other examples out there that just because like he's off in terms of to like the picks, he's off to a terrible start, you know, in terms of how many he's made or thrown. And then, you know, he hasn't taken care of the ball all that great either in terms of, you know, there's a few fumbles in there as well. But, you know, that has concerned some people because he is doing that at an alarming rate Um, in terms of the offensive line, though, I do think. And I think me and you had this conversation before. Yeah. I do think that the Jaguars offensive line is a little better than what the Bengals had last year. Uh and I have to look at his figures from yesterday, but up until yesterday, he was only sacked twice. So that was a, a that was pretty yeah, that was pretty good. We could live with that, I guess. Yeah. And the offensive line kind of bullied around. I mean, if you all saw like the first half of the first game or the yeah. first half of the last game, they kind of bullied around the, the Arizona Cardinals a That's little good. bit. So, yeah, I mean, like, they, yeah. Sure they can be upgraded in spots, but they, but they're I, not like, yeah. top. You know, they, they may be like tw top 22 somewhere around there, like at best. Well, well, I'm just wondering, is it the offensive line or is it? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, correct me if I'm wrong, he's seven foot five. So, I mean, it would be like trying to tackle a giraffe. So, I mean, is it that they can't reach him perhaps? Or do you think it's, like, I mean, like, how do you even get a hold of him? You know what I mean? There's Dude. that anatomy right there. There's that anatomy knowledge. James. All right, look, let's go to, let's go to short turnaround. Okay. Here's the thing. We have, there's two ways this game could go on Thursday. It could be two young teams. Of course, you do have one veteran who I respect very much in Marvin Jones. That man is a football player. That guy gets it done. I really, that was a guy I really wish we kept. So I think he's going to be great for Trevor Lawrence's development. That guy just makes plays. And, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, he, he go, he's a gamer, as they call it. And he's a sweetheart. You know, he like, he's a singer. He's got like, you know, he, he's always like with, playing with his kids. He's a great guy. Okay, look, 
it could either go that these young teams are sloppy and messy and all that, or that they just like the, the short turnaround, you know, is, is easier on their bodies and, and that they, you know, what do you think? Are we going to have a sloppy game? We're going to have a kind of a fun game. What do you think? Yeah. Looking at the history between these two teams, I'm expecting a sloppy game and probably a comical game as we all talked about already. It, yeah. You know, it's already people making jokes on, on, uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot about the Thursday night football game. But at the same time, though, these Thursday night football games this year are putting putting up record numbers. And, you know, that was the big thing coming into it was people was looking at the schedule of Thursday night football. And they were like, uh, you know, that's always the case. Like, it's never that appealing to the eyes, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm expecting it to probably be a sloppy game. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't also be surprised if these two teams gave, you know, the nation something to watch and you know a, a good show on thursday as well because the jaguars have done that too and um you know nine times out of ten it's the titans that they're playing and for whatever reason on thursday night football they look decent and they look decent on the road on thursday night football so there's that uh, let's hope for, that it is a entertaining game because you know these two picks are former number one picks and they are the future of the nfl and they can start a rivalry uh kind of like we saw you know the Jags and the Bengals kind of starting back, what was it, 2017, uh, where the infamous Jalen Ramsey fight game. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they can get that brewing again. But a little less brawling, right, yeah. and everybody coming out healthy is what we want. I hope so. John, okay, let's go to predictions, John. What do you see happening on Thursday? So I think it's interesting to look at the Jaguars running game versus the Bengals run defense. Um, I, I tried to test Dadia's preparation for the show because I told him that the Jaguars have basically no players aside from their receivers. What I didn't tell him is that they're actually fifth in success rate for um, running the ball. And basically when it's not garbage time, James Robinson, like James talked about earlier, uh, he's been really good this year, even though he's only had 31 carries in two games. Even Carlos Hyde is averaging five yards pop. So the Jaguars are running the ball pretty well behind that offensive line, which, as James alluded to, is playing probably better than expectation. But the Bengals are really good at uh, stopping the run so far this year. Najee Harris, Alvin Cook, David Montgomery, they all three of them weren't allowed to get a lot of success in the three times that they've played. So I think that is honestly the biggest matchup. And if, if it is just a regular Thursday night game where two teams aren't that prepared or they're kind of sloppy and sluggish and whatnot, it could just come down to how much do the Jaguars want to rely on the run game if they can't get anything going with Trevor Lawrence, if their offense is a little bit out of sync. That's unfortunately been a theme. So I think that is the biggest matchup here between basically the, these two teams' biggest strengths, just the Jaguars yeah. running the ball and the Bengals stopping the run. What's your number? Who's going to win? What's the number? Oh, oh, the Bengals are going to win, but I, I think the Jaguars are going to be competitive. What's the score? score? Let's go like, uh, I don't know, like a 20 to 12 game for the Bengals. Okay. Wow. Okay. That is a sloppy. Uh, James, what's your prediction? Yeah, I'll go with uh, 21 17. Some along the lines of, yeah, some along the lines of what John said, 21 17. Uh, this time I will go with the Jags this time uh, because just like I said, for some reason, they look terrible aside from in Thursday night away games. So like that's kind of their thing, oddly enough, even though this is a new Jaguars regime and a lot of these players aren't from the past as well. But um, I do think they'll be, you know, they'll be motivated to to finally get a win because you don't want to leave. Well, it's not quarters anymore in the season because it's what, 17 games. But I think they'll be motivated to at least get 
a win within these first four games because you, I mean, we all seen the, the numbers on it. When you start on four, you're, I mean, not saying the Jaguars are going to the playoffs, but your playoff hosts are done at that point. If you go on four, I don't think uh, it, it's a handful of teams or maybe you can count on one hand full of teams that's done that. Uh, so to avoid that, I think they'll do that and keep it close. But at the same time, the way the Bengals are playing and by the way, as fan, we love to see the Steelers get beat, so we're not actually complaining oh, about yeah. what happened on Sunday. Uh, but, um, you know, with the way that the Bengals are playing, I wouldn't be shocked that they win this one as well. But it, regardless, it's going to be close, I think. Um, it's just going to be a matter of uh, which team wants it the most. And not only that, but uh, which team, you know, takes uh, – you utilize their time, their short amount of time to prepare the best. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I was actually going to say 24 to 17 was my guess. I think we're all kind of in the same range, but I do think the Bengals are going to win. And uh, I think it's because the defense is on fire right now. I mean, that defense is on fire. I think Trevor Lawrence will make some big plays. I think, I think look, this guy has been on the big stage his whole career, his whole college career. It's, gonna, it's not going to phase him. And I think maybe it will even be an opportunity for him to, you know, kind of have his breakout game. So I do think he's going to put up some numbers. But I think the Bengals' uh, defense will put us in good field position, and Joe will capital, capitalize. I think I think we got a good momentum going. It's just one game, but it feels like a lot. Okay, James, my final question for you is, Courtney, promotion. James, we if you know this, John has a new mic. I got a new mic. We have another co-host. He doesn't have a new mic. That's why we didn't let him on the show. We have a higher standard here. You know, we want everybody on the show to sound good. If you don't sound good, you get out of here. You know, and and so we are trying to raise money to get him a mic. So if you, if anybody you know in Jacksonville, outside the Jacksonville, you know, wants to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Sports, help us get those mics. And also everybody, look, go to, oh, and if you don't, oh, by the way, James, I have a ticket to this Thursday night game. And uh, it, as it turns out, I, I can't go because... Well, it's a long story. There's a lot of uh, expenses attached to the ticket that I didn't know about. So you have to you know, pay for parking. You have to pay for dinner. I thought all of that was included. You know, I thought you get the ride to the, to the game and everything. None of that is in there. But I do have a ticket, and I want to give it away. And we're trying to get, if we get nine patrons, which we're probably not going to get, we don't have any right now, of $9 or more, of $9 in the Joe Burrow tier, I will give away the ticket to one of them. And, but even if you don't want to win the ticket, you can just go become a patron for a little, as little as a dollar a month. We really appreciate it. But look, everybody go to James' podcast and subscribe. Give him a five-star review. James and Phil, right? And, and they are a dynamic duo, hilarious, insightful. They are really are. I'm not sure if you're called the number one Jags podcast, but you are the number. We, we're just called the number one Bengals podcast, but we are far from it. But it's a great podcast. Make sure you subscribe to your five-star review and ours as well. The, the Believe in the number one Bengals podcast, the five-star review and uh, subscribe. Okay, for James Johnson and John Sinatra Sheeran, I'm Daddy McTook. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.